Welcome to If Blackbirds Were Ducks. Like the uh, like the background there. Yeah, is that Toby? That's Tobes with the uh, the old lucid uh, golden eye, the Lake Byron golden eye. Fairly rare in your neck of the woods yeah. to get one of those. <laughs> I think it's the only one I've ever shot too. Well, yeah, <clears throat> wanted to have you on, obviously uh jake and i we were uh wildlife students together did a lot of fishing a lot of hunting growing up together kind of in our maturation stage as far as college and and just being outdoors and good times been a while too been a while yeah Uh, life has kind of drifted our uh lives apart a little bit but you it's amazing now that i have a son and we how often you get brought up in our house <laughs> oh really because uh you used to you told me and my wife the story of like how you were like, like when you were three four five years old you were walking down the pond fishing and like you didn't want to come in like and no matter what like you didn't care how hungry you were and so much that you that you would pee and poop your pants and yeah, like poop my pants i should <laughs> and that is our kid like he is like the guy that doesn't want to come inside he's like dude i don't need to eat supper tonight like bring it outside or i'm or i'm not coming in that's awesome is he does he fish and stuff yet or how old is how old is he he's pretty young two and a half so one of my goals this year when i write down my list of 20 goals at the beginning of the year one of my lists or one of the goals on the list is to take him to the deer stand two times two times so <laughs> that sounds rough. Might might bring him uh early season. Yeah. Or October, mid October is a good time. Mid October uh, for a for a doe fast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shoot a doe uh, with him. Yeah. Uh well now that so my dad's a redneck wine dealer and do oh, those okay. things. Have you ever been in one? I've okay. seen them. I'm sure they're great. Dude, well they should be for what they cost, but uh what do they cost? Like the six by sevens with the ten foot stand is like five, four, oh, really? between wow. four and five. Depends how good buddies you are with my dad. Do they have a good scent containment system in them? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, that's Alleged- kind of funny. That's that's all. I've never been anything. People try to sell me on scent containment. I've never. I've yeah, never subscribed. I- I, uh, you know, and we saw that, you know, back probably a decade ago to 15 years ago, you saw that all that new stuff coming out, oh, yeah. like the, the clothing and like, and, and I'm not the researcher. Like, I don't know if it works or doesn't work, but it's like, it seems like it's really lost its lure. Uh, yeah. lure. Like you don't, you don't hear or see much of it anymore. Uh, right. um, you know, these guys or Rennell and them are, you know, how, how they're controlling their, their scent. Staying down, staying downwind of a creek. Yeah, exactly. That's how most people do it, right? Yeah. So, uh, the so thing I, that always the thing that always cracks me up, like the one person and the one thing, you know, the hex suit. Dude, that's still rocking and rolling, man. Like, I think what's funny? Going. Well, I think I know why, and the reason is because Rogan still believes in it and talks about it. 
or acts like he believes in it. He's like, dude, dude I don't think there's a right up next to stuff. And I'm like, it's a gimmick, dude. Yeah. I, I, I watched some of their videos that they were like, like pushing as far as. No. Well, um, what's his name? Rogan's buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knock on the dude. Dudley. Dudley. Yeah, yeah. Dudley. Yeah. yeah. He's in it. You know, he probably owns 10% of it or something. But anyway, I watched one of the videos of them using him. And they were hunting yard bucks in Wyoming and acted like it was like crazy that they were getting up so close. Like they literally yep. shot yard bucks and yard turkeys. Yeah. Like the ones you, you hand feed. You, I think you probably had a watched one with me back in college or something. Oh, and and yeah, I I I didn't buy into that stuff when I was young and stupid, and now it's just like, how is that still around? I saw uh, I saw that. On TV, maybe like two months ago, and I was like, "How is that thing still around?" Maybe it works. I, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe we're dumb for thinking it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're the, maybe we're the weird. What ones. You, so, what do you got for tags this year? Uh, tags are pretty. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much general tags in Idaho. That's all I'm doing this year. Nothing I too. Told, I haven't told you what I got yet, have I? No. Prairie. Oh no way! Damn. Yeah. When are you Back having that? What? When or yeah. what? Yeah, when? Uh, forty-five day season starts September first, Bennett County with a rifle. Oh, Bennett! Whatever I want. Yeah, that's cool. It'll be the seven seven mag with the can on. Nice. And last year you drew. Well, that's pretty lucky. Last year yeah. you did the the archery, archery, the archery, and unit two in the hills. Yeah. Which might be your last one. Yeah, so that took me eight, 18 years. So if, if things didn't change, it would, I, I would draw that again when I, was draw. 60, when I was 60. Uh, Which wouldn't be bad. Yeah. But yeah. let's say let's say realistically it takes you 10 more points to draw. That'll be seven. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. it takes you 10 more yeah. points to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this took me 19 years to draw. Dad had the tag two years ago. We got some great access, um, some good permissions. Um, so I'm getting really excited about that. Did he kill a bull out there two years ago? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. He's got a 300 inch or two, 295, big six by six. That's uh, cool. Saw some close, what he thought was close to 400 on tribal ground that they couldn't get to come across fences and stuff like that. So it's a really unique hunt. Like, I mean, you're hunting like pastures with deep valleys in, and yeah, uh, so pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I can get to. What's crazy is from my front step, I can hop in my truck, drive four hours and four minutes, and be at my hunting spot. Nice. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I can drive like two and a half hours. That's different, man. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't take you 19 years to drive. True. True. Absolutely. Um. No, that's going to be sweet. I've always thought it was cool. Like Nebraska has those elk in those and yep. those similar areas where they have those drainages throughout yeah. the pasture land. Yeah. And it's just really neat. And they grow really big in there. I mean, well, obviously, a lot of it's tags, but as far as, you know, limited, limited. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's only 50, there's, there's 15 tags for that unit, which half go to landowners. Mm. So, um, you know, really, guys like me, could, there's only seven tags to draw, which is why it took me 19 years to draw it. So, yeah. um, 
Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's gonna be. And last year you shot. How big was that bull you shot last year? Um, as it sat, like as it as it added up, you know, gross score was like two, three fifty-one or something, three forty-nine. Fifty-one with yeah. with about a thirteen-inch broken tine on the uh, the G three on the right side is broken off. Did you see? So, so it was a three fifty without the full tine. Yeah. Yep. Or maybe an inch short. Yeah. That's a huge bull. Dude, yeah. Did you see bigger bulls while you were in the hills? So the day before, I killed that on a Friday. Um, the day before, um, I think I saw the biggest bull. Uh, mine just scored super well. Like mine, when we picked it up, it it, it felt like a 320. What I, what I imagined what a 320 would feel like. Like yeah. I touched so many. <laughs> I've, I've lifted um, so many 320s. I know they're... <laughs> I know they're yeah. their weight. Uh, <laughs> so I like I my guess was 320, 325, but his fronts, he had his two fronts were both over 20. Okay. So a good bull is like 14. So he, he had you know 20 some inches of extra tines, and then his his fourths were huge, and his his third was was broken. What was crazy is opening day, and here's how good of elk hunter I am. Okay. So open opening day, an hour into the season, uh, I hear a couple bugles. We get in close. We do some raking and ripping around. And this great big freaking behemoth walks into us. And keep in mind, this takes this is a once in a lifetime tag. So I'm not ready to like shoot anything on the first day, let alone the first hour. And I think I was going to shoot this one. And I remember he had big white ivory tips. Mm-hmm. And his thirds were just like 20 some inches, just huge. And it just, just, he was an awesome bull and he was 22 yards and I was on full draw. He had to take one more step and he, he just, hung, he, he did the, the, he hung up and I never got a shot and that bull stuck in my mind. So fast forward 22 days later, guess what bull I shot? Is that that same I, bull with that, with that? I'm sure like it, it was about a mile difference or it was only a mile from where I had that encounter. So I'd imagine so, but man, the, I mean, I was seeing three twenties to three fifties every day. Like it is just unbelievable. It is like freaking Jurassic park in there, man. It was like in bear country. Uh, yeah. But the day before I killed mine, I got video. I'll have to send you videos sometime um, of this one that, I mean, it looked like 80 inch beans. Like it, this thing, like he swung his head and it looked disproportional to its body. Um, now he about might not to break have, his neck when he was, moving. yeah. Yeah. It's like how, like this thing has to walk out in the wide open. I had him at like 50 yard dude. Elka hard to kill with a bow. Yeah. A hundred percent. A lot, a lot harder when you're not on that tag too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a day. So as I said before, I'm really good at elk hunting. Mm-hmm. I didn't have another close encounter for like nine days in the black hunting. hills yeah they it got it got hot i don't i don't know if it was yeah we talked about this it was super super hot they, just shut off. Don't, they don't move like that they just yeah. there was good food everywhere so they can they they eat at night and drink at night and they don't that, i'm just a believer that they don't move much during the day when it's that hot why would they I don't have to sure sure so uh, uh, kind of an interesting thing with with those elk too in the hills I mean, you could argue that's one of the best tags in the nation, but yep. the bull to cow ratio makes it interesting. 
We've talked yeah. about that with with the hunt itself. Yeah. So, and I've actually experienced a lot of that here where if you bugle, they're rounding up cows and I saw it so many times, dude. That's a, it, it's like I and I'm I'm an aggressive like hunter. Like I want yeah. to go, go, go. Same. But it was pretty easy to see that if you pissed a bull off, like he's not gonna come march in. Like that's just it just didn't happen. Like like I thought it would in the movies. Yeah. You know? And right. and I think by, by the what, by the call salesman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I swear, I, I swear those dudes just sit there with their bugle tube and voice over the sound on the video and then shoot the bull actually just cow calling. That's what yeah. I swear. Yeah, I, I I have a way different perspective on on elk hunting after seeing because I get to hunt that two different years in 2020 and then 2022 got to hunt the same unit. Uh, my dad had the tag. And so I spent I hunted 50 days. And that you, that's something not a lot of people on this planet can say. And right. Hunting 50 I, days in any unit. Yeah. And right. like the, what I learned is, man, I even saw cows get like cows. You could tell the lead cow would, would not want to deal with being pestered by a bull. And I would see her take off, take the herd with her. And I like, I'm a decent enough caller that I'm a firm believer that I, I don't like sound sound shitty enough no. like, like there's some real bad sounding elk in the woods like oh yeah real growlers and squeakers yeah. and <laughs> so yeah that was fun and i get get to do it again this year like i uh this is the third year in a row i've got to I, in my pocket had an elk tag like and i'm not doing otc units so it's right it's freaking awesome yeah you kill well you killed two years in a row because you killed a bull in colorado the year yeah. before last. Yeah. Yeah. Killed my first first ever bull with a bow, 2021, and then shot that donkey last year. So and how far how far was that shot last year that you took? Too far. <laughs> so I'll start by saying this. Wasn't it 70 something? I'll start by saying this. I practiced every single day. Oh. I stood on my on the road in front of my house mm -hmm. and put the target at the back end of our property. I get, I get to like 97 yards. I shot every single day from 60, 70, 80, 90. I mean, I, and I have a dial, um, yeah. dial site, so I could get dial it in. And my max, I thought that, that like I thought the the kinetic energy was going down so fast at at about 65 to 70 yards that I could never see myself taking a 70 yard shot. Mm -hmm. And it was 73. <laughs> and yeah. I dialed that pin in and did it. It, it was, I mean, it was, it was like, I also have the belief that I'm better at shooting at 50, 60, 70 yards than I am at 20 yards. Why? I focus a little bit. I focus a little bit. Oh, more you think you're not yards. just, yeah, 20 yards. Yeah. Like, boom, just for yep, him. Yep. Pull the trigger. So, so it makes me focus a little bit more. Um, yeah. So I would never, uh, I can't say I won't do it again, but um, I don't like to tell people that I shot you know, shot it at 70 plus yards. Cause I don't know. It was that's, not like a, that's not like a brag for you. That's like a no, no. gray area. <laughs> like, for you. like he was a distracted bull that I had been chasing for a mile. And it was, I had to make a little bit of a gray decision on you're either going to get the shot at this bull right now, or you're going to go find a different one. And I pulled back just to see how it would feel. 
and that arrow went off and it was dude at 73 74 yards you know how freaking long that arrow's in the air like yeah. over a second like a second and yeah. a quarter and it's just and it's that thing funny that you, it's funny that you said you drew to see how it felt yeah i've done because that a few if, times. ah me too never feels it, bad does it no you're always like oh well i'm already drawn i might as well <laughs> let it rip yeah yeah it's perfect you know? awesome so the same bowl I had, same bowl I had at 22 yards the opening day. I chased down 19, 20 days of hunting later. Yeah, when was um, it? When did you kill it? The 23rd of September. So you only had seven days left. A week. Yep. But it was good, dude. It was. It was just turning on. Like it was firing up then. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, I had just taken my last kind of stint back where I was I was kind of coming and going like doing three four day hunts and then coming back home working and doing family stuff for three four day and this was my I was I was out there till I killed I was out there till October first. Oh right. this was your ending yeah it makes yep. sense because that back was, ends the hottest yeah oh yeah yeah dude and, and like you know you see some of these guys pick their favorite elk hunting days and nobody ever said like like people are saying like the 21st 22nd 23rd and and what I've experienced man that around that October 1st is freaking good. Like it is I, think, it is. I think that does change from region to region too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. And year to year. I mean, we talked, we talked, dude, look at the, look at the hunting you had. Uh, I mean, you had really good hunting Early. opening, opening, and then it got just terrible for a while. It, it was good opening weekend. They were bugling, not as good as the second weekend into the, so like, 10th through the 17th, I would say, was peak yeah. for us. And, you know, we're talking about, uh, well, not much higher, only a 1,000 feet higher maybe than where yeah. you were. It's just different. I like it even subunit to subunit. I mean, they're – they're, I mean, just like the rut with deer, dude, you go three, four miles, like they're acting different than they are. Like, I mean, Right. It's, it's just like does that herd have – Are they going? Coming in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How are they interacting? Yeah. 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 I'm freaking pumped to elk hunt, though. That's good. Oh, my sweet. gosh. I, I had that Alaska trip um, oh, that yeah, I just went on kind of uh, on the mind. So I wasn't really, really able to focus too much on this. And and now it's just like keep checking my watch to see when uh, September 1st is coming. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I think I got a realistic crack to kill another 300 inch bull, like knock on wood. Like I think. I'm looking for a good experience. My wife's all for it. Like she's, she's not, uh, she's not like how many days are going to be gone. She's like, Oh, I didn't realize you were coming back this month. <laughs> yeah. What, what's cool. I mean, it's cool. You get to hunt the rut with a rifle too. Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously it's challenging, but if your dad killed a 300 inch bull. Yeah. I think it's a lot different. I, yeah. I, I the success rate, if you look this at like a white tail hunt more than an elk hunt. Yeah. And where they're, yeah. Yeah, callable and uh, we'll use Montana decoys and and you know lots of cow calls and, and get them try to you know run I mean I have videos that my dad took of, of them running half a mile across an open pasture like we don't uh, elk hunters don't get to experience that that's no. pretty rare um, so yeah uh you said Montana decoy do you were you using those last year in the woods yep 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 I had a couple guys with me that knew that were that's the key thing with them. man they're clumsy have you hunted with them uh just the pronghorn one 
Okay. So no, you have an elk. No, I haven't. Like, we were we were gonna bring one this year. That's why I was asking about it. Here's here's what I learned. Like if you just have one to have one to see if you might use it, like you're never gonna deal with it. Yeah. But if you like I think I'd I think I'd use it like when we get in to like bedded bulls with their herds. Yeah. That happened a lot to us last year where we'd like I after the bugling thing just doesn't work and they want to pick everything up and leave. We're like, well, let's just sneak into a bedded. And then hope they kind of yep. come in, cow call them around, you know. Like we're yep. looking at cows, like we're just stuck there, forty yards, fifty yards from cows. I wondered if you could use it in that scenario a little for bit. For sure, dude. And, and giving them something to look at, and like, so so I hunted with a couple of guys that had they. First of all, they were carrying it on their chest. They said they would slide it because it goes into a circle, and they'd slide it right behind their bino harness. Okay, so they would always be right here. So and ready. they put the, the stakes like they'd somehow attach it to their vinyl harness so they could get that thing out in, in seconds. Because how many times do you walk into elk and they're just looking for something? And it, it saved our asses a few times where I would have a, like a signal where I'd give them a little signal with my hand because I'm 20 yards ahead of them. And they'd pop that up and, and wave the decoy, make a little cow squeak. And, and it would just like all of a sudden those elk would go back to calming down and feeding and and it. Um, we called in a couple smaller bulls with it, but like when I was by myself, I carried in my backpack and like, okay, in the right setting. And, and it just like, you got to be committed to doing it and having somebody that knows how to use them and get them like, get it ready right away. That's, yeah. that's because it takes, it takes two, three minutes to set up. And, and I know you and I know me, like if we're hunting by ourselves, we're like, ah, screw that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, it makes sense. You want it ready. So whenever you get in the, cause you never, you're not like, in five minutes, we'll be in that situation. Well, and, and when you walk into bed at elk, it's it's not like you're seeing them from 100 yards away. No. It's like, oh, shit, there's I walked one. into bed at elk. Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So you're like, not there's like, one. Yes. You know what I mean? And, That's it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, there's 13 of them. Yeah. And then you see you see this thing move, and you realize it's a giant royal sticking up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of yeah. crazy. And interesting how you can just get into um get into elk just so readily, like within a hundred yards in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Like as and, opposed and, to whitetails or mule deer or anything else. Like elk yeah. are kind of dumb in a weird way. Well, I just think they make so much noise as a group that like they don't care about noise that much. That's the other thing I've learned. Like right. I just go, I just when I go, I go. Walk, like they yeah. They, they don't you step on a stick and it's to you and I or a white tail. You're like it's it sounds like death, but it's like they don't even look up. I'm, I'm amazed at like how little they look. In fact, after I shot my bull, um he took off running, breaking shit. I mean, I was bugling. I mean, it was crazy. And and like there was other bulls around and ever they all just went back to feed. And it was it was like it's it blows my mind that. Yeah. And the other thing I learned is that, so my particular like subherd I was hunting was incredibly pressured because it was the weekend before rifle. So oh yeah, yeah. Driving around all over, um, and accessibility in the Black Hills is second to none. Yes. <laughs> if you're looking for a place to go with your four wheeler. Yeah, you it's a great place to four wheel. <laughs> those are my favorite people. I love those people so much. Oh, and. <laughs> I, I remember I got really discouraged. Well, in fact, we chased this exact bull. I bet it was two to three miles. We chased it. 
Um, and we tasted so far, we, we tasted past another hunter. Oh, really? I looked back and there's a decoy back there. And I thought it was my buddy Colt holding the decoy up. And I was like, why are you, why do you get the decoy out? And then I realized Colton's over here and this guy's back here. And I was like, well, and I, I knew this bowl, like I wanted this bowl. So I went back and talked to the guy and I was like, I have no idea where he came from. Like we started the morning chasing these elk mm. and I went back and he's an older guy, really nice. And I just said, listen, man, we've been on these elk for about two miles. Like we're going to keep going if that's, if that's okay with you. And he's, he was good with it. And, and but like all they do when you spook them is they go up to the top of the hill and go over the next around. They go, they, they look around and then they start eating it again. Like that's it. Yeah. They just, well, every time we would spook them, even if last year, even if they smelled us, they just bump over the ridge into the next little sub drainage. Yeah. Like, and you're like, well, I know where they're at in the morning. Yeah. Which is really nice because you never really yeah. lose them. No, you're spot on. And I, I didn't know that. Like I thought bumping elk, it's like a white tail. Like you bump a white tail. See you on trail camera in a week. Exactly. It's kind of funny on opening weekend, we bumped them one little drainage over. And so then we, of course we go find them a week later in that little drainage, bump them over another one, get in there, bump them over another one, then shoot some cows at that next one. It was so funny. It's crazy that they, like they're just they're just trying to eat like they're trying to eat and hum like well, they just it. don't they don't seem like overly scared i mean i know they're scared of humans don't get me wrong but like i don't know they just think different they're just yeah they, they're big they, and i think it's a group thing more than anything like they're like right. oh i'm still well, in and, group. and you fun. know what the, the other thing is like there's what an average of i don't know a dozen to 15 would be a fair average of a herd size and yeah usually one sees you yeah so the rest are like what are we doing yeah like uh, the rest are like why are we all right all right bessie let's calm down like yeah. we're fine there's, there's good grass right here so, oh that's funny yeah are you uh you got any you got any bucks you're growing that you're eyeing you know it's pretty bleak right now but that i, like I mean how many you've heard me say this what fifth Every, this would be the fifth, 15th year in a row i've just told you I, yeah i don't think i've ever heard you real excited yeah about so, your summer because a lot of your bucks you don't you know, see we, until late october right right that migration uh, occurs that first week of september that you know they're they're moved from mm-hmm. their summer to their i mean and there's all the research in the world that shows how little they move in the month of september like their home range is like a quarter so, mile. So September is when you see most of your most of your influx. Well, that's when we start getting our trail. That's when like our bucks show up. But hunting isn't very good in in September. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah. But you'll start for, to for, see them. To see them. Yeah. Yep. So usually about that September 10th to the 15th, it's like, oh, there's that's something that, with honey. That's that testosterone post yep. rub and yep. off. That's they're they're no longer friends. Yeah, they were friends all summer, yep. and they're no longer friends. And then I get pouty because I go hunt them because I get excited about it. And then it doesn't one. matter that you're hunting them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just we just don't. Our property is not set up the way our food is designed and our stands are designed. It is for rutting deer. And so I'll go hunt the heck out of it because I hate duck hunting. 
and I'll go hunt the heck you out don't, of it. You don't hate duck hunting. I don't. I just don't like eating ducks. And they're fine if you I, I here's the thing with ducks. I like ducks. I like the breasts and the fat. I always I always pluck the breasts, okay? You're a plucker. I'm a plucker. Big plucker. But uh yeah, I do get sick of them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I do so like them. much. It's so much work. I oh, finally for the first for the first time in my life bought a nice pair of waders. What'd you buy? I don't remember. <laughs> Like they were like four like sick, sick waiters or banded uh, waiters or what you know uh, you see i'm in my house right now like i didn't have to i didn't have to move out of my house and rent a crappy apartment <laughs> i'm sure those sick waiters are, are i'm nice. sure i probably i probably would step on a barbed wire fence with those and uh, and get a hole in them too just like i will my 400 ones. well okay and the weird thing about sitka's warranty is they want you to replace whatever you ripped so it's like a piece by piece thing oh so they do so they warranty but they make you pay for like if you rip the boot so it's 150 dollars to repair the boot not not the full thousand to buy the new waiters just a piece it's an interesting strategy yeah yeah no so i um yeah, well, I'll get this. So here's what will happen this year. And this is different because I'm a little focused on elk hunting. So I probably won't get excited in September when a couple of these 150 to 160 bucks start showing up. Mm. And then I'll hopefully kill an elk. And then it's like, I'm in the mode. So it's like, all right, what next? So I'll go sit in the deer stand a few times. And October is historically terrible on the Lindgren Ranch. It's, it's just so bad uh, cold fronts cold fronts until about the 28th your dad kills most of his bucks in october recently it seems like yep yep he really does you're you're right so we but he has uh, he has the time to yeah well, he sits every every single day. i was about to say he he <laughs> if anybody's gonna do it it's the guy who sits every day yep you know? yeah last year he killed his on the 8th i think of november or uh, october? of november that'd be a hell of a feat if he could he, on the october 8th yeah yeah that i he'll get he'll him and i will uh we'll go through some forms of, of mild depression when we ultimately shoot one in velvet someday oh yeah because then what are you gonna do right well, then what are you going to do? You know, it's fun with my, like what, with Ashley being so into it. And, you know, she has lower standards than me. Of course. Uh, for, for what she, she wants to shoot. Cause she hasn't shot very many of them that it's, I get just as much enjoyment out of like her chasing, you know, last year she had 23 inch wide, big mature four by four. And like, I wouldn't have shot that, but like, that's a freaking trophy. I was bummed out cause she wouldn't put that thing on the wall. She euroed it. Uh, and the funny thing is when why we this call had to be pushed a little late because I was cooking some halibut and I was, I was craving deer meat. So I uh I had to make a backstrap, but I didn't kill a deer last year, so I had to eat so that's oh, you, you didn't you didn't kill a deer last year. I didn't kill. I had, I had archery and rifle and uh Oh you had rifle. Yeah, unsuccessful. Dang. So, what'd you pat what'd you pass on that special, you shouldn't have special? So um you know 
hunting has changed so much, dude, in the last 20 years. Like, whitetail hunters are so much more effective at killing mature bucks. Like, we've learned, I, I, I believe we've learned a lot. Like, following, you know, moon phases means something. You know, not wait, you know, not just sitting till nine o'clock and sitting areas where deer are moving like it's just it, it's crazy like like reading your your information that is most recent i don't know I, the jury's call it like mri most recent information i think that's who refers to it as that and that's true dude like it's like hunt where the deer are and hunt the way the deer are doing and it's like yeah. so what i'm saying is last year i had four bucks on my radar and dad dad shot my drop time buck with his bow and then my giant one that I was chasing with, with his rifle. And the other one I was chasing with my bow, but Matt, my brother, Matt shot with his, with his rifle. Um, and then the fourth one we found dead had a, it was a gore hole right there. A gore um, hundred, hundred yards from the house. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not a bullet, probably not a bullet hole. It, I mean, it was about, if it was a bullet, it was a 50 cal. Buck um, killed him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. That's rare. Yeah. yeah. Fairly rare. I wouldn't say extremely rare. You know, yeah. you get bucks locked every so often or whatever. But yeah. That's interesting. So I had I had my two uh, my two top top target bucks both within 20 yards. Wow. And couldn't couldn't close the deal. That's so as much as much as I talk smack about my 74 yard shot and uh, that was an awesome shot where dude with a with a white tail like my max is 30 yards dude why? those things why they're so up in the string you're yeah. talking yeah yep yep and you know what I'm, I'm also fortunate enough that if it doesn't come through this time and it doesn't work out i i usually get to hunt about two straight weeks so like the next day i'm probably gonna have a chance at him yeah. or my dad's going to have a chance now, or my wife is. So it's like, I'm not going to get greedy. It's much different. And I'm not judging anybody for taking longer shots. I just am fortunate that I have the time and the resources to pass on something. And I'm not going to stay up sleeping at night. Now I got to live with my dad, hanging all my deer on his wall. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, he shot that. It was almost 170 or maybe it was over 170 that I had really? locked. The, the two day he shot it the third day of rifle season and the Friday before rifle season. So four days prior, I had him come by at 20 yards with the, with a hottie and Dang. full dropper, but felt like an hour. And just, I, I, I won't squeeze an arrow in, into there. And it's like, I'm, I practice a lot. And how many times have you, I mean, you have a perfect shot and that thing dips that far low or you hit this branch. It's like, I'm, I want my layups for my white tails. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Especially it's so controlled, like you said, in your environment that it's. Yep. And you know, yeah, you know, those deer. What's crazy to me is how hard you guys hunt and how hard it is to kill the bucks. And like, Dude. you guys have a trail cam on every, I mean, you know, everything that's going on. Yep. And still the mature whitetails is a region they're big mature whitetails. Like yeah. It, what do you think it, what do you think makes them able to live? Is it just mostly nocturnal movements? Is it 
where they have a small range movement I, or what? No, I don't think they have a small range. I think they're just, I think whitetails are just a little smarter than we give them credit for. Like they seem really stupid because it seems like you can kill a, a two year old. I mean, well, yeah, you know, those, those two year olds, I, I think the one year olds don't have a clue. The two year olds are, are love drunk. The three year olds are aggressive and love drunk. So like you see them. And then once they get past that, that point, that's it. It's like, good luck. Good luck trying to kill a four and a half, five and a half year old buck. Like, <laughs> well, okay. The odds of a two and a half or three and a half year old deer not having been shot at or messed with pretty low at that point. Dude, in, in, in Eastern South Dakota, I, I would say yeah. like every single three and a half year old buck in Has Eastern been shot South Dakota, at or pushed in that manner. Or, or like called in mm-hmm. to within with it like to where they smell the hunter like i, I mean i'm sure 99 percent of the of those bucks like it's crazy i don't um i don't so i've totally changed up my hunting tactics now we you know you know our situation is we border a lot of public land yep and which is which is there's pros and cons yeah and it gets you know south dakota Con, has cons are cons are during the hunting season but, but pros the habitat are, pros are just yeah, yeah. crazy. I, I mean, if I had to ch- trade it for, you know, tilled up, you know, no-till beans that are this much stubble at the end of the year, like, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, it's a pain, but, um, you know, more resources. Like, I, let's us grow our deer population. Like, our little suburb, you know, is, is probably at 250 right now. And if they if there was no, if it was all egg ground around us, that would be cut well in half. Yeah. Well in half. So yeah. You said you said uh, 250 is your, yeah, that, that'd is be, your estimate. That'd be, a, that'd be a guess. Maybe maybe a little north of there. Total deer 250, you think? Yeah. And right. that's cool. Uh, that's cool out of mm, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not there. You're there. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Uh yeah. and then so you had four shooters out of 250. That's pretty damn good percentage wise you know what i mean that is pretty honestly good. i think that's really especially for your yeah. shooters because you don't really shoot anything 150 that 155 i mean it's rare that even the 150s you're kind of on the fence yeah. a lot of times i like i like a big thick four by four that Dude, they're so cool big yeah four by fours are like yep. okay. i shot you know i shot that one two years ago oh uh, was sick yeah no no and that was uh you know, low one forties, but I would shoot him again. You know, I would shot him last year. So I like those big, big gnarly fours. So while we're on the subject mm-hmm. of the public land border, let's talk a little bit about your run-ins with public land hunters. Dude, there's stuff you don't even know too. <laughs> well, I'm sure I mean, it's up to you what you want to share, but my favorite was the cologne soaked arrow. Yeah. That you know, is crazy. So I try to like, I hunt public land a lot. I mean, I, I, I've killed big bucks on oh, public yeah. land. Like I, I, I support the heck out of it. Oh yeah. And I also like the development of the YouTubers yep. paired with unbelievable mapping software for $30 oh, it's, a it's, year. It's crazy. I mean, I would do exactly what some of these people are doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I also try to treat treat people and animals as fairly as as possible. Uh, but yeah, we you know that we we border public land on three sides of us, and we have there's one that's a, a you know waterfall production area, and as we know, the feds hate trees. Oh yeah, right. They, they just trees. cut them all down. And so the prairies, one, yeah. This this Rapid one purchase particular piece of ground we have a 26 roll belt and it's exactly as wide as it is long so it's 180 yards by 180 yards and it is i mean it is a beautiful tree belt that was planted in probably 2002 and food strips down the middle food strips on both ends i mean it's unbelievable but it borders public land and there's one literally one tree that sits 40 yards from our property and every single year there's a deer stand in there every single year and then what they'll do is they they'll put what they do now is they put a decoy they'll leave their montana deer decoy stakes on our like on our fence line you like we i've stepped on it before isn't, isn't that illegal well it's it's not on the well it'd be on public land is that considered permanent well yeah i mean you can't just leave shit on public land but anyway, yeah. yeah, and but you can leave your stand, so I guess you could like put it in your stand, whatever. You probably, yeah, get um, and they'll sit there and grunt and rattle and have their way with it. Um, and bucks nothing, there. Not, I, was, I was gonna say, nothing wrong with that. No, like it, it, just, it just really sucks that that tree's there for you. Yep, yep, and so this has been going on for about probably six, seven years now. And so every year, and then, and then it turned out it, it ended up being kind of the same group that was doing it, and they were kind of being jerks about it. And there's two consecutive years that we let them go in and 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 look for a deer, and both never were recovered. But that doesn't really matter whether they were recovered or not because they yeah. they hit a deer. And my dad just said, "Hey, just so you guys know, like this is this is the last time. Like uh, we don't want to see a deer suffer, or we don't want to have a deer go to waste, but." Like we can't let people do what you're doing because you're taking advantage of our resource, and and that's controversial. And and like I don't know what the right decision is there, um, but um, every year they show up and they they shoot deer, and um, you know what? So so the, the here's what you're referring to. So I'll tell the story from start to finish. This is this, yeah, this is interesting. It's it's the worst hunting day of my life by by far. Okay. okay. So my wife is sitting all by herself. It's and she's sitting all day. Uh, and it's like eleven o'clock. I got a deer thing because I was too cold. And a five by five called wannabe comes in and she shoots it and actually shot it in front of a trail camera. And we I have remember, two I remember the pictures. Yep. And we have two pictures of it. Anyway, it ducked, it ducked the string a little bit. We thought it was a good shot. I ended up at about two o'clock in the afternoon. I ended up sneaking into the deer stand with her. And we saw that we watched that deer um, bed down about three o'clock. And we went in the next morning to go find it. Okay. Um, I just thought, don't push anything. Go find it. Well, that night, um, my or the day before, my dad had gotten a phone call from this guy that was hunting the uh, the border property and said, hey, I hit a, hit a small four by four. Um, wondering if I can go get it. Um, dad said, nope, you, like we, we told you last year and the year before, like, we're not going to let you guys access deer on our, 
on our property. And that was the second second one that year that that group had 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 shot. And oh, really? I think they're right. I think they're just hoping that it that it dies. And and the thing is, like, if you're using common sense, like, Danny, how many animals have you killed with your bow? A dozen, fifteen, twenty, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. And how many have died within forty yards? Three. Okay, then you had three bad shots. <laughs> you spine three of them. Way to go. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's actually two of them, I think, were spine shot. Yeah, and especially, yeah. so the cover they came out of, where that is, Yeah. when you shoot them, they're going to turn around and go back at the cover. Uh, uh, yep, exactly. And, and most hunters know that. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. I would, I personally, I would go hunt that stand. Just, Just hold on without the knowledge that I couldn't retrieve it, figuring just because, I don't know, I figuring I could retrieve it if I needed to. But and, knowing I couldn't. Yeah, that, that's different too. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm like, if I call this guy, he'll probably let me. But knowing that you can't, then you're on an ethical line yeah. that you, you probably shouldn't. And it makes which it makes sucks, us the sucks it, for them and sucks for you because it, it makes you look really bad. Yeah, I know. If it's, you it's will, because wasting, wasting a deer, yep. it's a very that's a tough thing. But also, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a tough one. Like if we say yes, then then like everyone it, is gonna everyone's going to do it, and they're going to shoot whatever they want. And right, like, they're going to yeah. sit on the fence line, and the second they hop the fence line, they're going to yep. shoot. Yep. So, like, it sucks. It's a tough situation. Um, but anyway, going back. Okay, yeah, to, let's so, go to the story. So, so yeah, th this guy had called and said he, he said he shot a, shot a buck, it jumped the fence, and then Ashley and I are looking for her buck. Fast forward a couple days, we're looking for her buck. Oh, we can't find it. Um, we trail it, trail it, trail it. Blood disappears, same old thing. Look at the picture, and it's like, gosh, and she hit a little low in the brisket, like, like I, I don't know. It, it wasn't a lung shot, clearly, because it was alive four or five hours later. So then we start like doing, like just walking, doing walking transects, right? Just like you would. Her and I are walking, 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 and we walk. I think we put on like six miles that day, just making transects, because it was a beautiful five by five, hundred and forty-five inch deer, off limits by my dad's standards but <laughs> but uh, ashley's allowed to shoot one no she had to buy a trail camera for that one. <laughs> oh, that's what it was you had to buy cell cameras if you shoot one under 150 wasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah oh, that's so funny. she broke the she, she had to buy iconics on that one that's funny um but we walked through that belt and all of a sudden i see a white belly and i would throw up my glass and i see five on the one side and i'm like i i scream at her i'm like come on we got it yeah. And I walk up to it and it's, it's a different, smaller, five, younger five by six that had been shot within the last couple of days. Dang. Arrow, arrow hole right in the side, big, big two inch blade gash in the side. Uh, and I was like, oh, are you kidding me? And this was a, this was a five by six. Honestly, maybe a young, a young, a young five yeah. by six. Yeah. 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 Uh, actually it was, so five, he had six scoreable points, but he had three points. So it could have, like some people would call him a five by eight. Yeah. Um, it's just an incredible buck. And 
that was tough to swallow. Like to see, to get that elated about like my wife killing her first like big mature buck and having, and then quick piecing together like, oh, that's the one that these jerks shot and didn't, you know, or didn't retrieve or knew they couldn't retrieve and we didn't let them. So there's all these emotions going on. Yeah, yeah. Of like, damn, like I didn't let them. Now there's this deer. Yeah. Yeah. But it was about a hundred years. So it ran about 200 yards from where they shot it. Like a normal, a normal archery. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we keep rocking transects, get over it a little bit. And then I saw that I see a white belly and I was like, there it is. So I throw the glasses up and I was like, there it is right there. It's down in the trees, right on the edge of the slough. And I walked down to it and smaller four by four. Same, like same, what I would guess, same time of death, same exact entrance and exit wound. <laughs> like they're, same, just, yeah. they're just piling up right on that transect. Yeah. That is, yeah. that's, that's so messed up. The interesting thing, Ashley had hunted that stand every single day besides one, which was the day that, um, that those guys had hunted it. So we concluded that he shot, you know, his, uh, he only hunted one evening and shot, Pulled back, shot one. It ran on our property. Pulled back, shot another one. It ran under our property. What? And then, so, because <laughs> they only, they, there was one guy in there and he only hunted once. Um, so, yeah. So they were dishonest about it. And it's like, how do you prove that? And that could have been anybody, blah, blah, blah. And then we keep walking and I see an arrow sticking up. And I said, you know, babe, what color fletchings are you shooting? And didn't match up. And I go, and it's a little kid's arrow about 150 yards from their stand and it's got a cotton swab electrical tape to it and i look at it and there's something blue colored on there and i was like what the heck and i'm trying to figure out what it is and it just reeks of like cheap men's cologne (laughs) (laughs) that is the craziest little i mean it's a decent idea flush them out of there with the old baby i don't know so in my head, and I can't really think of another like circumstance. In my head, these guys are coming in, launching arrows out of their bow into the like catapulting them into yeah <laughs> into the trees, trying to out of there. trying to spook deer their direction and shooting deer, hoping they fall on their side of the fence. So uh, pretty wild. Yeah, it, it, like and there's that's like, are you well, okay? So here's the interesting thing: there, are you that? desperate for a spot to hunt around your area on public land i don't yeah. think so yeah i'm i me personally the way i think it operate no not at all well it's just like that like and, and it goes against everything i am as an outdoorsman like i'm not the guy that pulls up to you at the bar and shows you my my giant elk i killed yeah, like, uh, like that's not who I am, and like I'm not a killer first, and like a lot of times if I wound an animal, like I'm done for the season or done for the hunt because it that's there's no worse feeling that I get as a hunter than than un you know un like not not being able to kill an animal. That's you know you've been there. It's just it's the yeah. worst for me. Like you and I, you and I, we have the same morality when it comes to that hunting, and that wouldn't be you or I. Like that's so I have a really hard time relating to the and like. You're that much of a killer that you need. You have such a lust for this animal that you have to do something like that. Like that's well, and 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 the the goofy thing to me is they weren't shooting big deer. Well, but you know, 
I, I mean, I like, sorry, I shouldn't say they weren't shooting big deer. It's not like they were right, like like the, it, it like, not, there like, wasn't a one eighty that they're trying to kill. You yeah, know, like like just your desire got got in front of you. Right. It's it's a yeah. deer that you know you you can see 10, 15 of a season. Yeah, uh, if you put but, in the time and you could do yeah. it in a much more ethical spot, yeah. it yeah. does make it it does make it tough for you and I. I feel for you and your dad having to make those decisions. Well, it just sucks. Like being, a, you know, and, and if, if Danny Morrison and his son came out and, and they called us and they were super excited about, uh, about an animal they just hit and we'd never seen them before, never heard of them before. Uh, we'd be like, Hey, yeah, like, heck yeah, let's go. Is it okay if we go in with you? Like we'll go back in the morning or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. like we still do that every single year. We do that. Uh, yeah yeah that's gonna happen especially during rifle and stuff i'm sure yeah but this is the guys these are the repeat offenders yeah and that's what makes it so much weirder like dude it it comes from both like the the day before his buddy had asked us on the other side of our property because he saw he hit a buck that he saw run 600 yards to go onto our land and he saw right where it went down into the cattails it's like Dude, if you ran 600 yards, he's not dead. Like, and you don't certainly don't know where he is. Wow. So, yeah, it's Man. just, it's really strange to me. And it's like, I'm just, I, there, every year we go and find animals with arrows on our, on our property. And, and some, I'm sure we get people trespassed against us, you know, uh, all the time. Uh, but it's, you know, now the, the cameras are helping, you know, there's enough. I was about to say, you have enough cameras. I wouldn't want to step foot as a trespasser on your place, you know? Yep. And I've I've just learned, like, dude, you don't want the deer, white-tailed deer are one of the most renewable natural resources on the planet. And when my neighbor shoots my my big buck, two things, like five years ago, Jake would have said, like, oh, my gosh, that's my deer. Like, I don't even feel like hunting anymore. My deer. Yep. Now what I've learned is, dude, you don't own like you don't own the animal. Like those animals are free to run. That's what you love about them. They can go wherever the heck they want. Well, that's okay. what makes them fun to hunt. Yep. They, the stressors. Exactly. The, the weird thing is, like the stressors and the downs are what makes the ups so great. If you guys had yes, those so. things patterned and smoked them every year, and so what, goes through, about what goes through your mind of like? And we've all been there. Like when somebody's in our spot, somebody shoots an animal, like we have that desire for like Danny pulls into his spot off the road and there's two guys in there already bear hunting and they, they're, those idiots don't have a clue what they're doing and they got lucky to shoot my cinnamon bear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't really, I don't think like that at all anymore. What I've had, what I've had to do adjusting to like the general tag stuff here is just not let people affect my mind at all. So how do you do that? Like what? Like what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I would say I do it, but like, my mindset now is just like, oh well, they're in here. We can go in here because they're there, you know. Like, and a lot of the places we bear hunt, no one really goes. So that really that's 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 a different strategy. A lot of them will go there and look at it and turn around, kind of a thing, you know. But. Yeah. yeah, we try to go for bears just because the bears like it. It's not even because we want to go where other people don't go. We just want to, we just go where 
it's so steep that just people are like, screw that Canyon. And that's where the bears are. So, yeah, I, man, I hear, I hear people get so down on like other hunters. Yeah. It's just not a way to live. Dude. And it's like, how much does, are you just robbing? Go go back to the freaking office. Like if you're going to feel that yeah. way, go to your office. Exactly. Like it's like, you know what? If I pull up to this spot and I want to go pheasant hunting here, and some guys from freaking Minnesota are out hunting it. It's like, I've just learned to flip that switch and be like, you know what? Good for that. Like, I am glad like their, their tax dollars are making this, making my life better, making a better yeah. resource for me. Now that's not my first reaction. I still have to do a little positive self-talk. Oh yeah. Like, no, it's funny how you mature because in college I would have been pissed. Dude. Yeah. About like, all these. And it's even, even last year, you know, and having this coveted tag that I can't find elk and there's hundreds everywhere. There's four of those. It's like, dude, you just gotta like, you're doing what you love. Go over in the next ridge, like go here. So here's something you can do. Okay. I, this is something I learned and it's kind of cheesy, but I, I start writing letters to myself for when I'm ready to give up. Oh, Okay. Okay, you write letters to yourself about so how you would uh, feel if you did give up or what? Yep. So I call it my don't give up letter. So I have the I, I wrote one that I think is so good that I think I still have it saved on my phone. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you just write them on your in your notes. Yep. Oh. I was about to say, so do you take out a little journal and write one or what do you do? No, so so this is going back to Colorado. I'm going on this. Like the ultimate adventure, like high country, pretty high country, 10,000, 10, 11,000 feet, all by myself, by yourself. new area, done the e-scouting. I tried to get you to fly out and hunt with me, I remember. And I had just had a baby. Like all these negative feelings are going through my mind the week before. And it's like my, my definition of success of that hunt was hunting all 10 days, like not giving up. Like I knew the success rate was like 4% or something yep. stupid like that. And that, unit. like, I, I knew I probably wasn't going to kill an elk, right. but I did not want to give up. And I felt this creep, big voice creeping in my head. And it's I started, bad. Like, it's bad when you hear it before you even get there, dude, I had this anxiety about like missing my kid and my body breaking down and gear breaking down. So I had this epiphany. It would have been like two days before. So it was written on 9.15, and I think my hunt started on like the 18th or something like that. Okay, so I, I'll read it to you. So it's called my giving up note. When you feel like giving up and going home, don't. You might rush a shot and miss, which I did. Uh, maybe you stepped on a loud t- twig and messed up an opportunity, which I did. You <laughs> could have taken a bad shot and wounded an animal. You are running into other hunters. The elk aren't behaving the way you'd like them to. You're missing your family, your friends, connection. Your body hurts. Your back is getting worse. If you give up, you'll regret it every single day. So don't, don't eat the cupcake. Don't give in. Don't listen to your inner bitch. Don't give them a voice. Be patient. Give yourself grace. Make some for the mistakes you've made. Don't hold it, your choices against you. If you fail, take these steps. Eat your favorite stack, snack. Stay calm. Meditate. Take a quick nap. Drive away for a couple hours to look at a new spot, FaceTime a loved one, drink a beer, shoot your bow, then grind it out again. Okay. So that's well, that's okay, the there's, letter. There's a couple things you touched on there. Yep. The so, one I like your little regroup thing. Yep. 
Because I think those are important. Oh, oh yeah. Breaks. Like, well, and you, I, I don't hunt like you. Like, you go up in the mountain, and it's like you have this disconnection from people. And, and I, like, this was a hunt. I had that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, is it not rough being alone with your mind in those situations? Oof. Yeah. It might so, be what for me personally, it might be the toughest thing I've done is be alone on hunts. Yeah. So and let's come back to that. But I want to finish this story. So I wrote okay. that on 915 thinking like, okay, dude, day eight is going to be a grind. Day nine, like, but you're getting to day 10. Because I had a window before the rifle season opened or something like that. It was in between muzzleloader and rifle or something like that. Um, and I was thinking like, okay, day eight, day nine, you're going to read that. like, And... So my first day out there was an was as crazy of an elk hunt. I went like 20 miles up and down, um, missed that elk, got into elk a ton, and ended up getting into rain, got super dehydrated, didn't have food with me, just had a kind of a very uh, inexperienced elk hunter type of day. And then I ended up walking through the dark in the pouring rain, to go back to my tent, which I left the door wide open. So then I had to walk all the way back to, walk back to my truck and sleep in the back of my, in my truck and all curled up and cold in my body. And I remember first day, so I had one and a half days of hunting in and I wanted to go home and I had to read it that night. I had to read that freaking one day into the hunt. Wow. Uh, one of 10, one day of 10. <laughs> pretty it's pretty often that you push yourself too hard or get in those situations oh yeah you're like you and i are both like that like we just have such strong confidence walking in which makes us like good like we're so sharp on that first day but then like so like that day three four five dude that mental game that is like i don't know you you've done it more than i have but that's like that is something that you need to be prepared for is like that's it and i i actually think because recently i've found my little workout self i work out every day now i think that my mental health has improved so much from that and 95 percent. i mean i'm a prime example because you look at where i bear hunt 95 to 97% is mental. Your body can do it unless you weigh 600 pounds, right? Yeah. But your brain can't. Dude. And it's Your like, body will do it. I mean, it'll do it. It's isn't not, it, isn't it's it amazing brain. how, like, poor you'll treat yourself, too? Like, that, that voice inside your head. Like, how mean he'll be. How, like, terrible of a hunter he is, too. Like, why are you even here? You shouldn't have gone here, like uh you know there's no elk here leave go to a different spot idiot why'd you come like you should be working like you should be making more money like i'm sure your family's mad and it's like or the worst part for me it makes me feel like a pussy is when i'm trying to sleep and i'm scared of nothing like what the hell a black bear or i mean it's like what you're fine it's just like you're a little bit scared paired with a little bit lonely and then you have this like yeah, that voice in your head. Yeah, that's... you're like, this is terrible. Like all of a sudden, you know, why? Why am I up? And then you like, if you can get through that first like rigid wall of that, then it's just like euphoria. I mean, it is. It's like then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, it's our. I got to leave tomorrow. Shit, right? Yeah. yeah. 
and you're like, yeah, you kind of bust. If you can break through the barrier, you kind of bust out. If I'm with somebody, I'm mentally there like the whole time, unless they're not. I was going to say, dude, that list is – Because it could be worse. We So we played this game of like if you were going on a 10-day hunt – because, dude, a 10-day hunt, you know that Long hunt. shit's going to break down. Your body's going to break down. Something's going to go – like, things are going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you have that guy on your team that's like, Danny, I told you we should have gone to this spot. Like, why didn't you listen to me? You're like, did you eat my cliff ball? <laughs> yeah. I struggle with that, too, because I'm such a I'm going to lead guy. Yeah. That I think that – uh, oftentimes, uh, it takes me a while with some new people. So, do you hunt anymore? Where like you're you're not the guy? Like, when's the last time time that you had like you no. have that? Yeah, That's, yeah. That, would, that would be kind of weird. I, I, I mean, but like, I'm trying to think. Matt and I are, you know, we're kind of on a level where we. It's more teamwork. Same with Garrett and stuff. It's more teamwork. And those are like my guys. Mike doesn't give up on me either. Uh, Mike doesn't have as much time because he's got a kid and a bunch of stuff going on. But like with Garrett Garrett and Matt, it's like we're pretty pretty much teammates. On the same page. To start, it was awkward. You know, you got to get – if you don't know somebody that well, like the, the talking, when Novak, when Novak comes, yeah, we're like, just whatever. We're, we're in sync. We know what we're going to do. Yeah. But yeah, that's, if you throw a rando weird. in there, it can be weird. But dude, that's, you know, what's, what's interesting is like how much mental pressure that puts on, on you. What the random person or, or the person no, no, no. Just talking like, bad about you or what? No, just like Danny. Like Danny's the the guide or the leader of this home. Like she's the one making the decisions. Like, yeah, yeah. like in your you know your latest video, it's like you were like he's got he's down in there. You knew he was down in there. And you guys, yeah, you had to rock paper scissors for. No, we didn't rock paper scissors. I said you do what you want to do. You know. Okay. Yeah. I said so Rochambeau like, in the last late interview, but I told Matt. I told Mike. I said. The guy sitting on the rock watching the canyon is going to shoot him. The guy who goes in there is not going to shoot him. I've played this game with everything else in the world, you know. Like, Dude, ten years ago, you'd have been the guy that convinced, probably convinced yourself in your head that you could walk through those trees. Yeah, and uh, that was a good. That was a good video. I enjoy. I enjoyed. That. It was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mike's Mike's really funny too. Yeah. Um, like like Mike's actually. It's funny because he, he probably came off as a goon on that. He is, but he's very knowledgeable, believe it or not, about everything. So it's it's kind of well, you wouldn't real fun to you wouldn't, you wouldn't go on. Is that his tent or yours? That's my tent. Dude, get a new tent. I got I got better stakes. I mean, I have a backpacking tent too, but I was like, oh, I'll bring the big tent. <laughs> um no, going back to those, like making those decisions, dude, that is stressful. It's just adds that that's something people want to talk about when you're like, Danny's the one making every decision, like every like kind of big decision, like where should we camp? What's the route we should take? Yeah. Plan this out on Onyx. Like I scouted this, like all that stuff, man, it adds pressure on you. It's now it's nice to have a second guy to be like, just to run that off of. Um, yeah. 
which but is usually so recently, what the situation I'm in. Yeah, it's like, I here's what we're doing. Is that the right idea to so? Yeah, so, but you know. it still is like every time. And then and then here's what I say to myself: is like inevitably you get in downfall or like you didn't read something right on the map or you missed a betting area or you could have been gone a better way. And then it's just like, God, you're such an idiot. Like, why why did you do it that way? Definitely. Uh, Recently, I went on that fishing trip. We spent four days on the boat with this, uh, with my buddy, Jeremy. And I didn't have a clue about ocean ocean fishing. Not a a clue. I know I want to reel on a fishing set of hook. But it was really relaxing to not have to, like, be the guy to pick the spot. Right, right. And what depth we're going to, and just have somebody just say, hey, do this and you'll catch a fish and then set the hook or like, I'll take care of that. You were, you were asking me about if I have had that recently. Yeah. When I went to Africa, I didn't have to do shit. I was just, Oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I shoot that one. Cool. You know, like whenever you get in there, it's like, isn't that a weird, it's like, really weird. Just... I don't feel as weird as it sounds. I feel like I'm hunting, but I don't feel like I'm pulling my weight at all. I know. I know that I, I can relate. And that's, you know, since, but you know, when we, when we did hunt the mountains, it was nice because I was in my element. Your instincts I was, kicked in. I was spotting them. I was talking the roots. Like we need to sneak in here, but you know, like I was working with the pH real good. When we we're in the plains in the bush, I was just like, I, I yeah, you just, I'll follow you get the sticks ready, chief. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. It's been, and it's really cool. And I've seen this shift to you and, and I finally have felt it in my own life where like, I truly would rather see like, even if it's something as silly as duck or pheasant hunting, you know, Greg comes up from Florida and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, your success is more important to me than my success. And I will get, I, this is, I, and I honestly got mean this. I get more enjoyment out of my wife, seeing my wife shoot a deer than if I killed one 50 inches bigger, like that is yeah. the truth. And I, I, I've seen that shift in you as, as well. Yeah. It's funny with the, the, the filming stuff, right. Cause that kind of automatically makes the shift. And yeah, I like, I haven't shot a lot of big stuff, but I shot a lot of stuff and yeah. it's kind of funny. Like people are like, uh, this bear season everybody's like well when are you gonna shoot when you're always guiding everybody i was like all i didn't do was pull the trigger i did everything else yeah. it was yeah. great but i don't know five years ago you would have felt like that five years ago no probably not for sh- much for more sure selfish. yeah for yeah. sure a 10 much yeah, more I, wonder, selfish. I wonder if that's just a maturity thing or what because i was like you know uh I always wanted to be like, yeah, like Danny, you could shoot that one, but I still like inside. I, I like, I, I wish it was me. And then yeah. like probably the last three or four years, I've really changed. Like, like I will sacrifice my hunt to make your, like make increase your odds of success. Yeah. Just like that one with Mike, I was begging him to sit on the rock and he was, I literally did- was like, you need to sit on the rock. I'll go in there. I might shoot it. But it, I'm. I looked at him and I was like, five percent chance the guy who walks in there shoots it. So were, I, I wanted him to shoot it. I, I. He was just. He was just stubborn, huh? Yeah. He thought. He thought he knew right where it was. It was gonna like. Dude, no. You, like, 
lesson learned. You can't walk in on it. Animals are are better at seeing than you are. There's a reason <laughs> they bet he betted where he did, you know, for did you to come walking him? in there. Did no. he ever see him? No, I never saw him. Dude, that thing came 40 yards from me, maybe. I wish I had it on film, but how was I? Dude, supposed your to reaction's on? funny on film. That's it's awesome. Yeah, I really like how I really like how randomly when I shoot, it's like the deer, the camera just falls over. How uh, like, that was li- literally like timed with the shot, and I was like, "That's weird." Whenever I was where did the first shot go? Uh, like right here, <laughs> I let I let him a little far, you know. Oh, he was he was running. He was, he, I mean, yeah, like jogging, like a not a stot or anything, but like a I got to go up this hill type of thing, and I shot him like right here. Second shot, just you know, freaking shouldered him. <laughs> but uh, it's weird shooting a running deer too. Did you put him on the wall, or is that him up there? No, he's Euro. That's a South Dakota one. That's a South Dakota one. Um, but yeah, no, that was sweet. I'm really glad I shot that deer, though. I wanted Mike to shoot it more, but like the high country muley thing is was a bucket lister really for me. Is that was that considered high country? Yeah, we were up. Shit, we were up at sixty-eight. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it just seemed, right. Yeah, it's weird because there's not much trees, but yeah, right, it, we were up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know you've been talking about that for. Are you looking more forward to that or elk hunting this year? Uh, time's a big problem this year. Um, probably elk hunting. I, I enjoy the elk hunt significantly more. Yeah. But the elk hunting, elk hunting sucks, but it's so fun. Like here, you know how steep it is and everything. Like every day we go down 2000 feet. So at night you got to go back up 2000. Yeah. You, um, dude, you should get that easy sucker call. Easy sucker. From Felsey. Oh, yeah. Is it pretty good? That, that cow call. Dude, so I got two of them. And what's really nice is like, you I hunt stuck on it. You like bite down and you like, yeah. And it's like, I can hand it to you and you could be playing the best cow elk sounds yeah. you've ever heard. And, and you wouldn't know the difference. You, yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's loud. And it's it can be louder, soft. Like that's all your listeners. That's what like that that call sucker. is the easy sucker. So I got one for myself, and I got I got an extra one because I loved it so much. I was like, man, I got to order this again. And it's it's hands free if you want not. And I'm a diaphragm user. Like I, I love diaphragms. I'm pretty good at. It. But like I can hand that to Ash or Colton who can't play a a diaphragm. And like fully trust that they're not going to make a bad sound with it. And like get okay. two of those, get two of those. Everybody put one in their pocket. It hangs right around your neck. Like that thing is a that's a game changer, dude. Maybe I'll get one. Haven't you seen those those green calls? I think I, I yeah I've heard of them. I just had looked into them that hard because like I just thought I seems fine. I don't know. You've, I don't you've never met him. No, I never met him. He seems he fine seems like though. They make good calls. I don't, I don't know what you what are you running uh well i was using Corey's, um but i don't think he's making them now because there's a lawsuit or something well did you yeah. see that did you see well, that thing about the lawsuit i, I saw some weird stuff that yeah so 
Well, Elk 101, well, he said that Elk 101 got sued by Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls, who's now owned by somebody else other than his dad. Oh. Somebody bought the company, and then he was making the Elk 101 ones, right? And then they sued him because of the infringement on the stuff there. So we, you, I probably didn't tell you this either. Um, the day before I killed my elk, we ran into Jim. Is it Burnsworth? Oh, is that the guy, uh, the Western oh, yeah. Dream? Yeah. With the, with the lisp. <laughs> so we ran into him. We yeah, got to okay. talk to him for, for about an hour. Yep. And he was, uh, you know those guys that, are very opinionated on the stuff that they maybe own or use. Like I was just on the gear guys. Yeah. Gear guys. And he was real critical of me um, shooting a Matthews bow. Cause I think he owns part of like, I think PSE he's a big, big time. Uh, Who cares? And then he was just, um, it felt like I was being treated. Like if, if Danny was explaining something to Oak to my son about, Hunt. That's what I sort of felt like, and I was just like, "Dude, like I almost killed a giant this morning." And he and he kept saying, "He's like, well, your mistake is expandable broadheads, or like everything." Like he kept asking me all this stuff I was using, and it's just like everything was wrong. And we finally got we couldn't get away from him. Um, we were in a case, lady's house. That's and, funny that he's making fun of everything you're doing, but he keeps talking to you. Yeah, it's just, oh, you'll never kill it up with an expandable broadhead, which we can debate that all day. I mean, it, yeah. about what your beliefs are on that. And then I wanted to bring him up to my kill zone where I busted through two ribs at 74 yards with yeah. my rage and that elk went down in 200 yards. Just so, uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm not confident enough to shoot mechanicals. It scares me that there could be an issue. Yeah, that's dude, put it right there. Like that's well that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I hit the front leg of a doe with one. And it bounced back through the guts out towards the butt, and then there were just guts hanging out of it. And I was like, that was weird. Did you get the deer? Yeah, it was like 70 yards away. It just went over your fence and almost made it to the belt before it died. Uh, yeah that guy was a gear that guy was a gear guy he didn't like uh he didn't like some of the stuff i was using but gear guys gear guys like gears cool but like real gear guys they're not killers i haven't ran into many real gear guys i'm not saying that guy's not a killer but uh i haven't ran into many that are actually like real that hunt a lot because they get so focused on the gear that it takes away from their hunting time. What are you running for? Dude, camel clothes have evolved. Holy cow. Sure. Absolutely. Or maybe oh, we just you're saying in like 10 years or what? Yeah, since like we were in college. When oh, we were like unbelievable. Or are we just not broke as shit? And I'm still buy. pretty broke. I, I, have to <laughs> go hunt, I hunt too much, so I don't have the best gear. <laughs> I well, well, I've always said that I'd rather hunt one more tag than have the best thing so yeah that's kind of one of my philosophies dude camo has like like simple like just your simple stuff from first and costs has come down too like 
I know for sure because it's competitive. It's competitive. Yeah, yeah. Between the you know, I don't know the big three, Sitka Kuyu and First Light. I mean, they make some good uh, guys. Are always asking me what I like to use for gear, and it's just like, dude, I never match my stuff. My stuff doesn't. It all is good. Like all three of those, whatever you can get for the cheapest on sale. This you is know? like this is a gray shirt. This is what I killed my first ever elk in. Is a gray T-shirt, the one I'm wearing yeah. right now. Oh yeah, that's all you need in September. Yeah. But Marino's yeah. nice in September. That's what this is. Yeah. yeah. September's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. pumped for that. First I got first I got pronghorn. I'm gonna kill one this year with my bow. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing you got good spots. Oh, we got yeah, that so the area I have a tag, so Idaho does it a little weird. You can get like a, a tat an archery tag, but you have to apply in the controlled hunt to get it. Okay. It's it's unlimited, but it's per unit, you know. Yep, yep. So we'll have, uh, yeah, we got we got a camp going there. Three of us. How far you got to go then? That one's three hours away. We hunted like an hour and a half away last year, and the people is just insane because it's close. Oh, to yeah, dude, it's an easy hunt. Like it cheap. What's the tag cost? You twenty five bucks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. And and it's going on before anything else. Yeah. Even though yeah. my buddy, they killed a bull today. They killed yeah. a what? A bull today in velvet, yeah. Rifle. Bull elk. Yeah, we have one of those same uncontrolled like tags that you can get on the first draw every year. Uh starts August first and they shot pretty big seven by seven today. Crop field? Uh yeah, so they use the crop fields and the desert stuff. That that's why they're having an early season. Yeah, depredation stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what in my area where I'm going, they have a season that starts I think July first, but no bulls. They kill. Like oh, chickens. it's just cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy that they do uh, that. They allow the bull harvest during then. Well, they do in Nebraska too. I think. I think they have a. Early they have, season. I thought it was an aug. Uh, uh, you can shoot bulls then. I don't know. You you lived down there for. I don't remember. I drew a cow tag, and the cheapest one I could find was eight hundred bucks, and I was like, "Nah, dude, I'm good. I'm paying eight hundred dollars to shoot a cow out of somebody's front yard. I'm sorry. I'll go shoot a couple deer. Well, I hiked all over that that freaking whatever it's called, the buttes over there. You know. Yeah. I hiked every piece of public. Not every piece of public, but a lot of it that looked really good. And dude, there's no elk sign. The biologist was like, "No, there's no elk in there." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, come on!" They're eating corn, man. No, I was like, "Oh, come on!" He's like, "They're all on the irrigated pivots." And I was like, yeah. "I don't believe you. This is too good an elk habitat." Number. So I went to every water source looking for sign and nothing. <laughs> and it was wild. Well. well I hope uh, I hope it goes well for you. I'm excited to stay in touch with you in September and see what you kill. Yeah, I'm. Um, like I said, it's it's super accessible. Like it's it's a really unique hunt. It's not going to be that big adventurey one like last year or Colorado, uh, but like being able to call elk, you know, half mile across the pasture like i don't i don't think very many people get that opportunity so right excited for that and then something something will show up i'll start sending pictures about that second week in september oh yeah 
So yeah. let, let me pout right now and then it'll get better. Right on. Well, yeah, we need to do something hunting wise soon. Okay. I mean, obviously I don't think it's going to happen this fall, but we need to yeah. do something. It's maybe, maybe it, bears. Bears. I want I want to do that. That bear hunt. That's a, uh, that's always been a little bit higher on my bucket list. I might be looking for a guy to go to Alaska fishing oh, next I'll, year. I'd probably do that too. That's not a big deal. We can do we can do that at any time, right? That was fun, um, man. That was. I bet, I bet that was fun. Yeah, I'll have to send send you some pics. Of, oh, you probably saw some pics, but we we flew back two hundred and seventy pounds of meat. How much salmon meat did you get? Not that much. Um, Dang, like dude, I love salmon. Yeah, my wife's kind of bummed about that. But we were on the ocean, um, so like or we were like out from Resurrection Bay in Seward, so you could only possession was only three out there. Oh, so so that's all you could have on your person, like to bring home. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we only had no, 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 because once it's processed, my belief is and like i don't i don't know if this is right or not but i believe one once it's taken to a processor and put in back like cut up put it into like meal size packages and frozen i believe that turns to groceries at that time not possession limit just like if danny comes to my house and we grind up a bunch of pheasant meat yeah when you grind it it gets to be weird yeah i i think i think it turns to groceries then I mean, I think that's a made-up term. I don't think groceries is a legal term when it comes to possession limits. I don't know. <laughs> that's what my dad said, but he's retired. I don't. Now. I don't think most people are going to uh, to give you. Most wardens aren't going to give you the uh, the stick on that deal. Yeah. So Ash, Ash is bummed that we only got our our half of the salmon's like twenty pounds is all. So she's pretty bummed about that. 20 pounds is still a decent amount of fish. I still had fish from last year when I was going to San Diego. I went to San Diego like three times last year and caught fish. And, dude, eating that much fish just gets to be a chore. You get sick of it. Yeah, like I ate yellowtail right before this, and I was like forcing it down. Just like. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I'm just so sick of it. I love bluefin, but like that stuff really not goes bad but loses like the blood and the flavor after like three months and and i ended up canning a bunch of it oh yeah we got we got we're splitting it like three ways matt's getting the third we're getting the third my dad's getting the third so we'll have about 90 pounds so split between rockfish halibut lincod dude ash caught like an 80 pound lincod wow I that's couldn't hold large, it up by myself. That's a large fish. Yeah. That's well, crazy. the minimum you minimum size is 36 or 35 that you have to keep. Inches? As far as, or pounds? Inches. Inches. Oh, okay, okay. So. Dang. That's pretty big for a minimum to keep. I know. They're monsters. Could catch them 200 feet deep. God. Yeah. Awesome. You'd like that. You'd like that. But you kind of experienced that in San Diego, so. A little did you bit. Do that? Did you do that this year? Uh, I didn't. Time has just not with Africa, and then I I leave for Scotland on Friday. And oh, you're going to Scotland again? Okay. Yeah, their rut for their roe deer is going on, so we're going to be calling in okay. bucks 
little early okay. August rut action. Pretty exciting. What noise do they make? It's like a weird little. Oh, nothing. Cool. With. It's like a fawn was... bleat that you call them in with. I was thinking it was. Like no, this. no, no. You call them in with a fawn bleat because, uh, because the does or the hinds, they're called hinds, stags and hinds, that are going into estrus are beating up their fawns and getting them off of them, you know? Like like white-tailed does do, get rid of them. Oh, so you make you you imitate that that fawn. Yeah, yeah. in distress basically. Like get I thought it'd be one of those fawn. I thought it'd be cool. What's that? What's that one there? There's some in like South America somewhere and then there's some in like there's a meat eater where they're on the on an island out by DC where there's they those bucks like Seek a deer, seek a deer, seek a deer. They make like a roar. Seek a deer bugle. Red stags, they roar. That's the that's the one I'm thinking. And we might we might hunt them this week, but uh they're in velvet. And I think uh, I'm going to New Zealand next June and I think we're gonna hunt them there. So looking forward to that okay i really want to get one of those it's like an elk you know it's like a roaring elk at a different yeah place. yeah that's what remy had that remy had one that he killed down like south like argentina and they were just roaring and it was like that's pretty sweet that is sweet it was roman he's ready to go outside Big time. Well, it was good to catch. It was good to catch up, man. Like I, yeah, I'm yeah. ready for you to move back to South Dakota. But like, if I was in your shoes, you have a pretty good thing going. Starting to figure things out out there. You get a little bit better at elk hunting. That high country muley, you'll just learn. Just like everything else, you'll just learn and get a little bit better at it. Yeah, I think I've gotten pretty good at the bears, but I got to get better at everything else. Get that easy sucker. You'll like that, man. That's good. Okay, I'll grab one. Why not? I did. I did call a calf in on string last year. Okay, so I think I, I know how to call. <laughs> yeah, but that, that'll be interesting this year. Yeah, September at least you got a tag. You know, I'll be hunting, so that'll be cool. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. Who do you think will shoot a bigger one? Uh, you. I might surprise you though. We got a big. We got two big bulls in there. Like one's one's over three fifty. But he is – he knows how to play a thermal – the thermals, man. I tell you. <laughs> he smells – he's smelling us at noon, 1 o'clock, you know. You need, you need some of that merino wool. Yeah. yeah hex right. suit. Hex suit, right. The hex suit, maybe. Maybe I'll get the – You and Dudley go in there and smoke him. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, cool. We'll, uh, All right, buddy. we'll have to do it again. I'll catch you later, dude. All right, peace. 